Hi, my name is Lisa Hawkins, and I am blessed with the fact that the Lord has given me a bestseller book on Amazon called Christian Warrior Woman, A Guide to Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future. And I am happy to be with you um, today because the Lord has been truly been giving me some, I feel, good life nuggets and reminding me of things in my own life um, in the last two weeks during this season. And when I say this season is I'm going to talk about Dorian in the Bahamas. And that's not what I'm talking about on the podcast, but I am going to talk a little bit about that um, before beginning um, into today's podcast. One in these two weeks, it's it's really allowed me to look at life and and look at this storm and look at the damage. Why was this storm personal to me? Because my mother's family is from the Bahamas and my mother passed five years ago. And this is the family I'm most familiar with and closest to and have spent time and have been to Abaco and the different areas that were hit by Dorian. And it just was, as for you, I'm sure as well, watching this storm, even hearing the wind, to me, I could hear like the spirit of death when I was hearing the whistling and the sound of relatives and those on the Bahamas sharing video. And it was just horrendous. And in that time, what I was hearing the Lord talk about was the fact of time. And it really is something that's been personal and near and dear to me when it comes to time and how we manage our time and how we manage our life through stormy seasons. And so today's podcast is going to be about how to manage life through stormy seasons and why we say stormy seasons, all of us, the thing that we all have in common We may be different colors. We may have different cultures. We may talk different languages. uh, We may be wealthy. We may be short. We may be tall. We may be poor. We may be destitute. But one thing we all have in common, and that is limited time in this life. Even if we say someone lives to 90 or someone lives to 16 or someone lives to 20, we don't know the number of our days. Even when people are told they have stage four cancer, they don't know the number of days they have left. And one thing we all have in common is time. And how we manage that time is what will make us successful in life. And that's what I wanna share that I can look at my life and you may be able to look at your life When we manage our time, when we use wisdom to manage our time, we can affect so many things. And managing time has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with poverty. It has nothing to do with if you were born with money or not born with money. But the one thing it will do when you manage your time, it will turn you from possibly a person with a poverty mindset to a person 
that is accomplishing wealth or is accomplishing success or moving the needle forward. Because planning means you have a purpose. Planning, you have a guide. Planning, you have a vision. And you may not be there yet, but you are visually imagining who you'll be, where you're headed. And every day, you are planning one foot in front of the other to get to that goal. And if you heard a couple of podcasts past, I hope that you looked at that plan as far as how to move your life forward. I cannot stress how important it is to have a plan for your life because with time, everybody has stormy seasons. There is no person, even Jesus came and he had stormy seasons in his life. He had days where someone was, they were trying to throw him off a cliff one moment and the next day he was healing and raising the dead. We, as the Lord showed us as an example in life, that we are going to have days when people love us and we will have days when people will deceive us, be jealous of us, or even curse us or spit in our face or physically abuse us. But we have to have a plan. Our plan, even in those stormy days, will take us through to our promise. Jesus knew even on the cross, he knew what his plan and his purpose was. And he endured until he got his victory, till he rose from the grave, until he allowed us to know that we shall live in eternity, that we shall do the same thing, that when we die, that one day we will rise with him and live in eternity for forever. So we have to look at how we spend our time. So you might say that sounds good. Well, let's take it to scripture. And I'm going to come back to subjects that I want to touch on in that area. So let's look at some scripture. So I hope you have your pen, paper, you're in your quiet time, because no matter where you are in your level of faith, you have the ability to manage your time. So let's look at Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. So then, Be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time because the times are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Okay. Galatians 4, 5. I'll say it again. Galatians 4, 5. Behave wisely, toward outsiders, making the best use of your time. Seek wisdom from the Lord. Psalms 90, 12. Psalms 90, verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Okay. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, 
people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So what I wanted to Proverbs, I'll give you another one. 27.1, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring. So don't procrastinate. Make plans for the future. Luke 14, 28. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Proverbs 21, 5. The plans of the diligent lead only to plenty. Do I need to say that again? The plans of the diligent lead only to plenty, but everyone who hasty comes only to poverty. So I want you, Proverbs 16, 9, a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So I think I gave you Um, enough scriptures there that you can hold on to and see that we, you know, I could have gone through the obvious one that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. But we have to seek God for that plan. But when we diligently begin in faith to plan out our life and see what is our goals, what is our vision, as we talked about in the other podcast, outlining what are our gifts, what are our talents that we have, we have to take the steps to be diligent. So I've talked about how to manage your life through stormy seasons. You see, if we're managing our life, stormy seasons may come. And as I can see, family and some friends who have lost things through Um, this storm of Dorian. When you've had a plan, you also plan for stormy seasons, right? Whether it's money in the bank, whether it's you've you've got family in other places that if you know you live in a hurricane-ridden area, then you have planned what your escape might be if something ever damaging happened, you have a plan that you've already established ahead of time and know where you're going and who will help support possibly um, your stay while you're there um, with your savings or with friends. And this is part of your plan because every one of us is going to have a stormy season, whether it's a financial um, storm, whether it's um, possibly sickness of a loved one, we have to think and know who are the people we can possibly depend on. Who, what relationships do you have? What connections do you have, whether in church or whatever? When you have children and you have family, you have to live with a plan. Does that mean that everything possible has been thought about? No, because things will happen that are unplanned. But you have a a plan that can give you enough confidence about where you would go versus feeling lost and alone. And so it's very important that I even put on Facebook today how important it is to 
know what's important. Is it your job? Is it your title? Is it your pride? Is it your looks? Do you think any of that mattered after Dorian? When people were abandoned and alone and hungry and cold? Do you think any of those things were really important? When Dorian swept away and took houses and took all those fancy clothes and eyelashes and weaves or whatever else was swept out to the ocean, was anybody really worried about that? So it should make us realize and focus on what's important, our faith, our character, our relationships with other people, how we love one another is so key and important in this hour. So let's talk about how we, you know, many times we feel there's, there's things we can't control, but we can control the time in front of us, the time of our day. And this is sad to say, we can't control if we will live to the end of this day, the end of tomorrow or the end of next year. But we can have a plan for if we do. So we can control the time that we're able to live in, the days that God gives us. We can have a plan. What does the word say? Wise women plan their day. Wise women have God plant their feet and their steps are blessed. So how do we control time? Because I will tell you time, as I mentioned, time is an equal opportunity. Well, no matter what race you are, no matter how short or how tall, we all have a set limit of time. Some of us more than others. So we need to be diligent. Maybe some of us have families that are have a history of sickness. We might want to be more diligent in managing our time because we may know, <coughs> excuse me, that a lot of people in our families don't live to a certain age. Or maybe we think everyone lives long in my family, but that doesn't mean you will. So we want to have a plan because if we have children, children succeed when their parents have a plan and a purpose and able to support them in fulfilling their dreams. We can't just have children waking up deciding if they want to go to school, if they want to brush their teeth, if they want to comb their hair, if they want to do their homework. Will that sound like successful children? Well, many of us are living that life. We get up, we slap our hair together, wash our face, throw on some clothes, go to a job and grumble and mumble all day and do it half-heartedly and come home. How many days do you want to live like that? And so people really close to me know that I'm really on them about enjoying life seeing how God can fulfill promises and purposes and and not let life happen to you, but you happen to life. You were given this slot in time and in history in your country, wherever you are, to impact somebody or something. And God had a purpose for you. That's why you were born now. That's why I was born now. And should we not use this time to reveal and expose our gifts and talents and be that magnet in this world that can bring good things, that can bring joyful things, and that even in our struggle, we have our faith we're holding on to, to believe that God 
comes through in the roughest of waters, in the toughest of winds, that if I stand on my foundation, this too shall pass me by and I shall feel the presence of God lift me from this low place. So I come back to how do I control time? Every day, time gives you a new destiny. Every day. What does the word say about renewing our mind every day? Many of us wait till the first of the year. Well, guess what? We're about in the last quarter of 2019. And we don't have to wait till January. This is September. Why not finish this year with a head start to next year? With a planning of our time and our career and our children, our job and our relationships and our husband and relationships, whatever, that we give it our best shot on planning our days. Where you are today, this is nugget number one I want you to think of and write, write in your journal. Where you are today is based on how. You have used or managed your time to this day. We can sit and blame other people. We can sit and mumble and grumble about I didn't have this. I didn't have that. But you had time the same way you have time to grumble about who owes you and who didn't do what for you and what you missed out on. You had time to plan your new beginning, your new day. Every time you hear yourself start to complain and grumble about what hasn't worked or what didn't work, I want you to stop yourself. Because you are wasting time complaining about it. But my question to you is what can you do today? Because if where you are today is based on how you've used your time, many of you may feel, well, this isn't my fault. Oh, this happened to me. That happened to me. Well, what about when you woke up this morning or when you woke up yesterday or the day before that, when you could have decided and you knew what already happened to you, but you could have planned for what will not happen to you in your going forward future, whether it's health, whether it's you know what? People who have been told they have short times to live. It's interesting how they renew their mind and they decide to live in the moment and enjoy where they are and bring peace to their spirit. And somehow they outlive the forecast of medical professionals. So the scripture tells us God has a plan for your life. Do you think that the areas where you were unsuccessful, that that was God's plan? No, we have action and we have to take responsibility for not believing we're important enough to make a plan for. The same way we plan and get up in the morning to get dressed for work, to get there by nine or whatever other time. And we're at our desk because we know we only get paid if we um, live by that rule. And then when we get off at whatever hour we get off, we leave and then go off to our next responsibilities. All of that requires a plan. But how we enact that day, how we progress through that day 
could be planned? Can we not work smarter at the job? Can we not get up in time to have a good, healthy breakfast, to start our day looking beautiful, feeling great, and not allowing someone at the job, a supervisor, or someone else that we may not respect, dictate our mood or emotions for the day? Can we not have a plan for our children to make sure that they're safe and sound when they get home or when they go to school? We have to have a plan for our life. So the world is full right now in 2019. I think you would all agree it's full of chaos. It's full of rumors of war. It's full of hate. Especially in America these days, there's a lot of hate and disgruntled people. There's discrimination and who thinks this one's getting too many benefits and and the others don't. And who's having babies? Who's immigrating? Who shouldn't be allowed in? We have greed. We have jealousy for one another. If you don't align yourself with God, you will get trapped in this cycle and possibly lose you lose your sanity, lose your marriage, lose your children or your finances or career or lose to sickness. Right? What what I said to someone today is in the area of politics, you should not be losing your friends and deleting people off your social media because they have a different opinion than you do. Because you know what? The person you're fighting for, you don't even know them personally. You have never touched them. Maybe you shook their hand. But I find it interesting how people are so vehemently believing in things and in people and in parties like they know these people personally. You know the face they show you in media and on TV. And guess what? We have been fooled how many times? We have been fooled by sometimes pastors right there on the pulpit with us in church. So why in the world would you lose your friends, lose family members, can't talk to this one, can't talk to that one because you have a difference of a political view? That political party is not worth you losing a friendship or friends that you have had for decades or maybe your whole life. I'll use for an example in my country in the U.S., President Trump. He is not worth you losing your friendship. He'll be in there four years, maybe eight. But you've had a friend. Maybe 40 years, 20 years or maybe 60 years that maybe now you can't talk to. What I would say, a friend with a different opinion has more to offer you than discounting and writing them off. If you're only surrounded with people who think and look like you, act like you, you're not a wise person. A smart person surrounds themselves with people of various opinions so they can learn how others feel, how others think and their perspective. Being disrespectful and cursing people. I've seen Christians cursing people and calling people idiots and stupid online. And I'm looking at them like, I think you're that person. 
what you're calling other people is who you are. Because we are here and all have different life experiences and have different opinions. And I thank God for that. Now, I'm not talking about those extreme and and going off the deep end, but no one is worth losing a relationship with because you have a different political view. Be open. Spend time with people who can teach you something. I believe hate comes from ignorance. Hate comes from not knowing or understanding the walk of another person's life or situation. So we need to do what? We can't lose coming in in 2020 next year, whether it's elections or whether it's our job or our future. We have to have a plan whether the guy we like gets in office or someone we don't like gets in office. It doesn't change our plan when we have a plan. That doesn't mean you have to like it, but your personal plan, you need to be saving. You need to be moving forward no matter who's in office. Okay. So when we talk about a plan, does a plan just talk about money? No, a plan includes our relationships, our marriage. Do we spend, do we take time away each week to have intimacy with our mate or spend, whether it's fun time, do we take time to laugh? Do we take time with our children? How do we use our time with our family? I have ministered to many Christian leaders and and, and church folks who spend so much time working, two, three jobs, but and their children are on a machine or a gadget or a handheld and just flicking switches all day long. We have to take time to understand and, and learn how what's influencing our children and our family. Because we have children growing up who are going to school with guns and killing other children or growing up as adults and having violent behaviors. Were there not signals? Who was not watching? Who was ignoring? Is it on the parents? No, it's not always on the parents. But there had to be clues that something was wrong that we weren't facing. When marriages, when people get divorced, there had to be a clue that something was not right. Even if you weren't fighting and bickering, but you notice maybe one partner just wasn't home that much or was on the Internet all the time or was having phone conversations longer than you suspected. We have to look at how much time is being invested in our marriage, in parenting, in our finances, in managing our money, in our children, and how much time we give to our job. So when we think about, um, you know, let's talk about single people when we say, don't date. I made a note here. Don't date people or waste time with a man that doesn't have a plan that includes you as a prior priority in their life. I'm not talking about on date one, but on date one, you'll know by the way he treats you, what he 
how he talks to you, if you're how you are viewed by this person. And the second date, you'll be able to see the third date. You will see a pattern of how this person is giving you of their time, giving you conversation, and they're listening to you. What can a person give you most of all? You know, we spend time on if they're spending money and and all these different things. But what's the most precious thing a person can give you is their time. When you're spending time on a date, are they talking more about themselves or engage in wanting to understand and learn about you? If a man isn't really asking questions about you and talking about himself, he is really not into you. It's as simple as that, right? Even when you decide for someone to be a best friend or close bestie or not, what are you really deciding? Am I going to spend more time with this woman or man? Am I going to give them time and status? What does a best friend get? A best friend gets when they call you, you give them your time. When they want to go to a concert or go away for their birthday or whatever, you say, yeah, let's do this. Why? Because they're worth you investing your money and your time. Some stray friend that you met years ago that you spent a couple of days with at a job calls you to ask you to go somewhere. You're going to think twice. Are they, were they really worth my time and my money to go somewhere with them? So if we make those decisions about even a close friend, then we need to really look at that if you're dating or in a relationship with a man or in your marriage. You should look at how that works, right? Do we not plan vacations? And if, and if you're wise, you plan a year in advance so you can save money. And guess what? You'll have more money to spend while on vacation. Planning has so many applications to our life. When we look at planning your time with God. I will tell you, even I have left, let a day and time get away from me spending time with God in a way that benefits me, allows me to get free of the burdens of the day. But when I do, I feel such, so much lighter, so much elation, and I feel free when I feel burdened down and my, my temples of my head, I'm holding them, it's because I'm trying to do things through my strength. And I have to stop myself and say, only through God's strength. So what, what can you do? There are, let's start with one. There are so many tools that are free and available to you to plan your day, to plan your month, to plan your year, to plan your quarter to be successful. You can use your calendar. You can use a planner. Most people think about buying a planner the first of the year. They use it for a month and then all of a sudden the planner goes blank. We need to get in a habit of planning each day, even down to your social media, how much time you spend in social media. You need to plan because you will find 
you will waste a lot of time. You get hooked into this story, hooked into this video, hooked into that. Next thing you know, two hours have gone by that you have wasted, that you could have been training and maybe getting an advanced degree or certificate or diploma in something that will help you at your job. So let's look at getting a planner, even if it's just a 99 cent notebook that you just write on the lines and put day one, put it on there. Some people like to have something physical or you can use something online. What I want you to do is I want you to track for three days, not having a plan. Just track how you've been living. And then at the end of the day or half a day, write down what you did in the half part of that day. Then the afternoon at the end of the day, write down what you did with your afternoon. Try it for three days. Then I want you to plan three days that you plan out prior to that day happening. Not not that morning scribbling something, but you plan out your three days. And I want you to compare the two and ask yourself, which one was more productive? Which one did you get more done? Which one got you ahead? I will tell you the days that I don't plan, I get less done. And the days I plan, I get triple, quadruple the amount of things done and I have time left over. Now, you can plan your TV time too. I'm not saying you've got to give up your TV and all of that. But again, it comes down to what's your priority. I always remind people, people on TV, they got their money. Are you satisfied where you are? Are you satisfied where your children are? Maybe you could help them with their homework versus watching Power or Empire or, or The Bachelorette, Bachelor or whatever. But that doesn't mean any of those things are wrong. Because maybe you don't have any kids and maybe those are the one or two shows that you like to watch. So it's not about condemning. It's about taking what's priorities and blocking the time for them. So there are, I like to personally allocate specific activities with time. When I'm doing my plan, just don't write, I've got to do this. Sometimes you could just make a list. These are things I got to get done. And I'll do that when I know I have a three or four hour window. Like when I'm cleaning house and I want to be effective, I'll like write down these things I got to get done before 12 o'clock. Boom, 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 boom. Um, you can do that when it's like personal errandy stuff. But when you're including work and children and dropping this one off to this and that and the other, I would recommend planning out a logical day for yourself with time um, allocated even down to time to relax, time to pray, time to time to just take a leisurely bath, wash my face, do my hair. Try it for three days, loading up yourself, okay? People ask me how or why I, they see I have several things happening at once. And I try to tell them I'm catching up on lost time. And for me, it's really hard for me to um, want to waste another hour or another year or a moment. And I would say in the last year, I've really um, eliminated many people in my life who was wasting my time, 
who wanted to be healed or stated that they wanted to progress in their life. And when I was supporting them, they were truly wasting my time. They wanted to talk the words, but not walk the words, not do the things that would help them be successful. And my best position was to then pray for them, but not allow, don't allow people to waste your time. It's very short. And, you know, the word even says it's like the wind. We can't afford to waste our time or allow anyone else to waste our time. That's why when I have counseled or prayed with women who are dating someone that they, for a long period of time, you know, when you're over 30, six, nine months, you should have a clue. You should have a clue in nine months uh, on where your relationship is headed when you're an adult. And if you don't, and the person is not making it clear, a clear plan, then they're wasting your time. We can't get back time wasted. We can't get back our ovaries being fertile and healthy. We can't afford to give someone our time. You know, many women complain about they gave their bodies, they gave their heart, but the, the most significant thing you gave or wasted on someone is your time. So I want you to be wise on don't waste your time in wrong relationships, wrong jobs, the wrong vision. Make sure it's your vision and not someone else's vision. Wrong mission. Make sure it's your life mission and not someone else's or even living in the wrong state. I truly want you to get with God and get your plan. Write it out. Make it plain. Make it simple. You know, you know, what they always teach is make smart objectives and be that purposeful woman that God has called you to be. If you have any questions, as I mentioned, the book Christian Warrior Woman, A Guide to Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future would be a great place to start. It gives you a plan. You could use it for, there are 12 chapters. You could take one week at a time, plan to clean up your life and move forward after being healed. And if you have any questions, you can hit me back, hit me up on Facebook at Christian Warrior Woman or email me at Lisa Hawkins author um, at gmail.com. So God bless. And I pray that you strive each day to live a purposeful life. Amen.